Hello, and welcome to the Truth and Grace podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Russ, and I want to thank you for joining me today. On Truth and Grace, we tackle tough topics in the Christian church, and we do it by strengthening believers through God's word and pointing to his abundant grace. I don't sugarcoat it over here, but I do hope to wrestle with the messy in grace. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to ask for your help. If you enjoyed this show, would you mind subscribing and leaving a review? By doing both, you greatly help this show in its visibility and just getting the word out to more people. So please consider helping with a subscribe and review. In addition, consider becoming a Patreon supporter and help sustain this ministry through a monthly gift. You can learn more in my show notes. Now today I want to talk about a very important leadership principle. So if whether you lead a business or ministry, a small group of people or volunteers, or it's your family, whatever capacity you lead in, big or small, this is for you. I want to talk about your responsibility to create a circle of safety for the people you lead. And this is why it's really important you listen close. If you don't cultivate a sense of safety on your team, you're failing as their leader. I know, strong words. But it's that important, and here's why. Behind every church door are passionate men and women living out their call to build the local church or to build their organization. Some thrive under their leadership umbrella, while others perform their duties in silent fear. From believing their contribution or input isn't valued to wondering if the smallest mistake will lead to termination, many simply don't feel safe. And when employees don't feel safe, it overflows into the culture of that organization. Simon Sinek, in his book Leaders Eat Last, explains the importance of creating a circle of safety. If you have not read this book, read it. It's one of my favorite leadership books, and it's not a Christian book, but it's the principles are so solid and so good. I would encourage you to check it out. In essence, he talks about leaders have a commitment to protect their people, to draw a circle around their team and sacrifice self for the safety of the group. The reality is leaders are often focused on the dangers outside the circle. And as a result, those under their care suffer. So much energy is cast beyond the perimeter that within employees feel unsafe and productivity takes a hit. According to Sinek, when staff members do not feel safe at work, the ones who suffer the most are customer and company. That's strong, strong words. When staff members do not feel safe at work, the ones who suffer the most are customer and company. And that could be the church or the organization. It could be your volunteer group that you lead, your Bible study. Essentially, when the staff feels unsafe, The church will feel it. The organization will feel it. As a leader, you are responsible for the care of people, and that's no easy task. There's no doubt that everyone in your organization or group is important, and your role as a leader is to lead all well. However, sometimes too much focus is given to those sitting in the seats or the customers, and the staff is overlooked. Volunteers, opinions, Attendees' complaints and outside threats become more important than the team. A staff member is cast into a negative light and fear sets in as the leader fails to protect them. That fear becomes an anchor to their worth. 
Listen, you must protect your team. Certainly, those who attend your church or participate in your business are very important, okay? I'm not talking about how they're not, because they are. But your team should be a priority. Here's why. If you care for your staff and you make them feel safe, they will then feel confident and empowered to do their job, which only serves the organizational body well and edifies the whole. You can't do all things and care for all people. But if you create a safe environment for your team, they will feel empowered to use their gifts to collectively cover all aspects of the work and care for the people well. It serves the entire church or business when you pour into your team effectively. In addition, Sinek said, real leaders are the very few willing to sacrifice themselves for their people. When they do, we will do anything to see that our leaders' visions are advanced. If you will make your team feel valued and safe, then they will advance the mission with purpose and passion. It's connected. For a biblical example, you need not look long to find leaders who carry this leadership spirit. They were often the shepherds. Abraham, Moses, and David all cared for a flock before leading people. It was in the task of looking after a flock, a literal circle of safety. They learned how to lead well. Obviously, God saw value in the shepherd's role. Even Jesus was referred to as the good shepherd more than once. Here's how shepherds led, okay? They often went first. They placed themselves in danger for the safety of the flock. They found good pasture for the flock to abide in. They searched out the wandering and brought them back into the fold. Do you do that as a leader? Do you go first? Do you place yourself in danger for the safety of your people? Do you find good pasture? Do you cultivate good pasture for them to abide and to work in? Are you searching out those who might be on the fringe, who might be hurting or might be afraid to bring them back into the fold? Very practically, a leader who creates a circle of safety goes first, leading by example. That's what that means. You're just, you're leading by example. I, it's hard. It is hard, right? To follow the leadership of someone who's not even doing what they ask their people to do. You must lead by example. And that goes even into parenting. You know, I'm not going to ask my kid to do something that I wouldn't do. I'm going to model that for them. And so a leader leads by Example, a leader places themselves between the flock in danger, ensuring the inner circle is protected. So it's protecting your people. There's always going to be outside influences that want to destroy your team. The enemy is out for that. But you must ensure that there is a circle of safety that they feel protected in. A leader cultivates a safe pasture or culture for their team to flourish in. It's, you know, Some people say the grass is greener on the other side. The grass is greener or you water it. Water your grass. Make your pasture safe and for a place for your team to flourish in. And if a team member is struggling, a leader will find a way to help that person grow instead of casting them outside the circle. Too often we just want to get rid of the weakest link, but we are all part of the body. And as a leader, your first go-to should be a place of restoration. Instead of casting them out, I was listening to um, a book by 
actually with Simon Sinek, his newest book, and he was talking about how actually in my hometown, which made me so proud that our police department and there was a police officer who had done some things that were a little questionable, but it was because he was picked on and he kind of felt like he was the outcast and a new chief came in and this guy, he is awesome. And I'm so grateful that he's now our you know police chief. But instead of casting this guy out, instead of firing him, he met with him and just laid out his expectations for him. But he said, I'm going to be here with you in that process. If you will join me in this process, you can stay and I will be here. And it, the guy totally just had a turnaround and now he's flourishing in the, at the police department. He didn't just cast him out. Okay. He kept him in the fold and, and figured out a way to, you know, help him to be better and to grow. And so that's the responsibility of a leader. You know, too often we say, you know, we're a family, right? But family, the thing about family is they don't cast each other, you know, cast them each other out. You give them an opportunity to grow and to mature and to become a better version of themselves. And so if you're going to call your organization a family, then be a family. Okay. And just as a reference, and I'll put this in the show notes, but that book I was talking about, um, the first book I've been quoting out of about leadership is Leaders Eat Last, but the book about the story with the police department, that's the um, infinity game. And so check that book out. That's another incredible, incredible book. So, you know, you're, you will likely have various levels or circles drawn within your organization, right? So you have your inner circle, which is your team. And then you're going to have a, maybe another outside circle, which is volunteers. And then you're going to have the congregation. There's layers to that. But the inner circle, your team should be of high importance to you. Remember, if they feel safe, then it will have a ripple effect in the church that fosters love and unity. If you aren't taking care of them, it's going to be felt throughout the whole organization. According to a research published by the Harvard Business Review, and I'll tag this in my show notes, According to research, they publish that making sure that people feel safe on a deep level should be the number one job for leaders. Did you catch that? By their research, Harvard Business Review, the number one job for leaders should be that their people feel safe on a deep level. Dang, that is good because we don't always think about that, do we? But it should be your number one job as a leader. It is your priority. If so, if it is your priority, how can you help nurture the same spirit among your staff so that they are drawing circles of safety around their own teams? If they don't, if that's not your priority, then in what practical ways can you start cultivating such safety? I like to share six things you can start doing today to begin that journey. Number one, set the tone. Set the tone, sit down and give words to the kind of culture you would like to cultivate in your organization. Defining a vision will lay a crucial foundation that everything else you do beyond will build upon. Okay, so set the tone with vision. Be clear about that. Number two, draw the circle. Identify those who are on your team and make a commitment to look after them. Resolve to lead and care for them well. It might prove valuable for you to take some time to define their gifts and acknowledge their contribution to the team. This practice should cultivate gratitude for your team members and lend to your desire to create a safe environment for them to thrive in. Number three, cultivate trust. 
People follow who they trust. The tribe supports the leader because the leader is willing to stand in the gap and defend his or her people. The leader puts the team first. When people believe their leader will go to bat for them and have their back, they will go above and beyond to advance the cause. Number four, provide coaching. We all go through difficult times. We all fail to do a job perfectly. If your staff feels like even the smallest mistake will lead to termination, that's an unsafe environment. As a body, we must come around the members and provide care. And as a leader, you're in a unique position to coach that person. And it must be done in love. Jesus didn't kick his disciples out of his inner circle when they doubted or messed up. Time and again, he exemplified leadership that was patient and understanding. If one failed, he would lovingly instruct. He saw who they could be and inspired each to walk in that calling. Number five, build up. Too often we are quick to criticize and slow to appreciate. One of the number one ways you can extend safety to your team is by appreciating them. Express your gratitude for people and recognize a job well done. If you're not affirming good ideas, whether they are good or bad, or worse, undermining them with comments like, good luck getting everyone on board, you undermine a trust culture which actually encourages people to stop providing input. This leads them to fear expressing their thoughts, discourages them from contributing, and ultimately slows accomplishing missional objectives. Okay, so build up. And number six, inspire creativity. Encourage your team to share ideas, test new ministries, and contribute their thoughts. Of course, as long as it aligns with the mission, but too often idea has been shot down and someone lost the confidence to be creative and add value in new ways. Cultivating an environment that encourages creativity is a powerful way to show that there is a circle of safety to thrive in. So to recap, number one, set the tone. Number two, draw the circle. Number three, cultivate trust. Number four, provide coaching. Number five, build up. And finally, number six, inspire creativity. As a leader, you have a lot on your plate. There are seasons when it's hard to cover all the bases. In fact, you can't and shouldn't try to make everyone happy. However, there is something incredibly special and valuable about a leader who will cultivate a culture where their team feels safe. If you can do this, it will overflow into the church and be felt further than your reach ever could have gone. I hope you'll consider how you're treating your team. This is huge. I've worked for leaders who made me feel safe and who created an environment that I was constantly feeling valued, but I've also worked in an environment where I was constantly in fear and I've worked in between. Let me tell you from experience, I can tell you that my work for the leaders who cared for me and created that circle of safety, that work was always done from a place of peace and quiet confidence. And as a result, I'm sure that overflowed into my work. Oh, but there was one place in particular where the culture was so unhealthy and the boss did the opposite of everything I just talked about. And oh man, was I miserable. I was constantly on edge 
afraid every time I was asked to come to the office and I was always doubting my work. Not that I believed I had done anything wrong, mind you, but it was the tone this leader has set. Don't be that leader. Be the leader that makes your team feel safe. I can, I still have relationships with those bosses who made me feel that way. And they are just, I'm telling you, like they are leaving a legacy. Be that person who leaves a legacy. Okay, now that's a wrap. Thank you for joining me today. If this podcast is ministering to you or you think others might find it interesting, please subscribe and leave a review. A review helps this podcast grow, which helps get the word out to people besides you. You can also become a regular contributor to the show and Truth and Grace Ministries through Patreon, and you can find a link to my page in the show notes. Tune in again next month as we tackle tough topics in truth and grace. In the meantime, you can find more information about me, read weekly devotionals, and find out what I'm doing around the web at www.brittanyrust.com. I'll see you next time.